time to take in that fall foliage and lean into what are sure to be the halcyon days of 2021. Sure, there's still suspense. Bottleneck summer has somehow stretched into bottleneck holiday season, and who knows if guilty will go up to 15% and be calculated on a country-by-country -country basis. But one thing you can always count on is where to go for the latest. Hello everyone, I'm Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, your one-stop podcast shop for what's going down in the wide world of transfer pricing news. But before we start our rundown, first, a quick message from my friends and yours at Cross Border Solutions. Hi, I'm Matthew DeMello, and you may know me as the host of The Fiona Show, Cross Border Solutions Weekly Transfer Pricing Podcast. And while I love to discuss transfer pricing, this podcast isn't the only place you can hear me doing it. Cross Border Solutions recently relaunched Transfer Pricing University, a live webinar series where you can learn about modern day transfer pricing, everything from methodologies to comparables to preparing documentation to meet country specific regulations. Good stuff, I know. Chief Economist Mimi Song leads the sessions. I just ask the occasional obvious question. Since our program is NASBA certified, you can earn one CPE credit for joining each session. Pretty sweet. So what are you waiting for? Join us for Transfer Pricing University Weekly. Classes are free, so now you really have no reason to miss it. Sign up at xbs.ai slash tpu. Yes, you've heard the news as you probably walked into work late last week. The White House released a framework on Thursday for a comprehensive deal to fund the long-awaited infrastructure and recovery bills, which have spent most of 2021 stalled in Congress. But beneath the media hoopla about billionaire taxes and Senator Sinema's extremely loud outfits, what you probably didn't hear about is how this directly affects corporate tax law and transfer pricing. Well, the big news is there's gaining interest in a 15% corporate minimum tax and a 15% global minimum tax on a country-by-country -country basis. Now, the corporate alternative minimum has some parallels with the global minimum tax, and they're both set at 15%. But the big functional difference between the two here is the global minimum tax lets countries impose top-up taxes to prevent profit shifting to tax havens, whereas the corporate minimum tax prevents companies from reporting low or no taxable income while telling shareholders it's cloudy this afternoon with a chance of raining money. So far, there's no word in these announcements about plans to adjust tax rates on global intangible low-taxed income, otherwise known as GILTI, or the 2017 winner of Least Intimidating Acronym of the Year Award. As it stands, GILTI would have to go up at least 15% and move to a country-by-country-based calculation to comply with the OECD agreement, all of which is a wide 6% south of the 21% the Biden administration originally touted in negotiations and 4.5% north of where the rate stands currently. That said, with political momentum for individual and corporate tax rates now falling by the domestic wayside, it looks like international tax will be one of the only places the Biden administration and Democratic allies can turn to produce revenue. Stay tuned on how that will turn out.
You may remember the last time Finland made our hot off the press rundown back in July. The Finnish Supreme Administrative Court had sided with taxpayers where the tax authority had called into question intercompany interest rates for a loan between respective Finnish and Russian subsidiaries. The court saw the tax authority as barking up the wrong tree and thought the transaction was perfectly permissible as an intergroup service under the cost plus method. That case is pretty indicative of an overall problem about transfer pricing in Finland. The tax authority has the ability to look everywhere for transfer pricing malfeasance, but because the case law as it stands is so broad, they often don't really know what to look for, and it's all just clogging up the courts. It's like using search and replace to delete all the mentions of tax avoidance from a document. Great, but you're not exactly accomplishing anything in context and now nothing makes sense. But now critics are breathing a sigh of relief after Finnish parliament expressed support for a new government proposal to align the country's transfer pricing rules to the far more lenient 2017 OECD transfer pricing guidelines. The proposal sent to the Finnish Finance Committee for review was described by Finance Minister Anika Suriko as realigning the tax authority to only act, quote, in exceptional circumstances to determine on the basis of facts that a transaction is something other than what it should be, for example, on the basis of contracts alone, unquote. Talk about needing a reset button. And finally, for the third time since September 1st, Paraguay is updating their transfer pricing rules. Now they say third time's the charm, but a big reason for the deluge of announcements first is Paraguay's 2019 transfer pricing law just went into effect, and as is so often the case, implementation means course correction. But what so often is not the case is that these new rule changes involve what's called the Latin American quote-unquote sixth method of transfer pricing, which is mandatory for the exportation of certain commodities, and in this case commodities particular, to Paraguay. Rice, corn, wheat, soybeans, and soybean derivatives. This mysterious sixth method, as outlined in Paraguay's 2019 tax law, essentially boils down to basing the market value of exported goods on the quoted price obtained in an international commodity exchange market. Up until now, that quoted price is based on the date of embarkation for the export, as specified on the certificate of embarkation. Paraguay's new rule changes allow taxpayers to use the date of the conclusion of the agreement to decide the absolute value of the exported commodities instead of only using the date on the certification of embarkation. The agreement must be registered with the Paraguayan tax authority within 15 business days of the next month after the agreement is concluded. If anything in the agreement doesn't appear to tax authorities in accordance with the export operation, that can be parties listed, goods exported, the date of the agreement, then the quoted price from the commodity markets on the embarkation certificate date will be referred to by default for transfer pricing purposes. Again, it boils down to documentation. If you want the minimal risk of penalty, have your agreement spelled out to the date. No plot twists here. And that's your transfer pricing news. For more on the wider corporate tax implications of the emerging Biden recovery bills, check out episodes 13 and 14 of the Fiona Show tax provision from Cross Border Solutions. If you're finding this all very helpful, maybe you should just go ahead and subscribe to the entire Cross Border Solutions tax podcast suite 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the Fiona Show tax provision, the Fiona Show R&D tax credit, and our anchor program, the Fiona Show transfer pricing. My name is Matthew DeMello, and they let me host, edit, and engineer this podcast. And for today's episode, I also tried my hand at writing a script. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next week.